Yes, hello. I am just today. It's three eight seven. It's WWE update. And yes, you heard that right. We. I have a Monty. How you doing, man? Oh, it's like the Twilight Zone. It's like weird. Like we're doing a different something that's not in it. Can you believe it? <laughs> well, it's usual NXT update. Is saying that we, of course, love doing here. But due to kind of recent events, it changed. And of course, with so yeah. much coming up as well with Crown Jewel, we'll, we'll chuck Raw and SmackDown in with me. Now, of course, Jaxie normally does the WWE stuff, but you do watch Raw and SmackDown as well. Yes, yes. Uh, unfortunately, for a while there, when it came to Raw, I definitely keep up <laughs> <laughs> with what's been going on. Uh, but yeah. SmackDown, for the most part, I've been consistent. You know, I catch SmackDown as much as possible because I think uh, that's probably been their best effort consistently on a week-to-week basis. I think that's what WWE has been making the best uh, out of as far as their product goes. So I like, I definitely like catching SmackDown. But yeah, I've been uh, keeping up with Raw also. So, but yeah, it, I, I'm, I'm up on it. The thing is, and this is something that people don't like talking about. Uh, you know, it gets looked upon, but. You're a WWE, you know what I mean? You've got love for yeah. WWE, is that right? I have as well, and I know some people don't like saying it, but <laughs> you know, it's just true, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I'm a, I feel like an elder statesman now uh, in a lot of ways because that's just how long I've been watching uh, the company. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's almost ingrained it's on Monday night, Friday now, or when even when it was Tuesday. I'm going to check out and see what they have going on. Even if I cringe for the entire three hours or 300 hours, it feels some nights when it comes to Raw. Even if I cringe and hate it, it's almost programmed in me to check out and see what WWE has going on. Uh, but, that that you know, I, I love professional wrestling, though. That's one thing. It's, it's, I, I'm starting to understand now as, as I have broadened my horizons over the years that I really love professional wrestling, but yes, I definitely am. I would like, I would consider myself uh, in, very into WWE, like to a, to a point to where it's weird. Like I, I, I'm almost like history historian levels, at least for the last 20 years. And I'm not tooting my whole on. It's just, that's how much wrestling I feel like I have watched. I could break down any era. If you want to do retro reviews one, one day, we definitely can do it. James. Like that's how into this, company i have been over over, over you know over time <laughs> well, that, that, to uh look at i mean to look at old stuff but because of the amount of new and like you said we're doing a bit oh, yeah. weird because oh, yeah. people have a go at it the thing for me is kind of like if you don't like it, plenty other things to watch and enjoy yeah. you don't they don't you haven't it's weird with wwe it's like that you have a right to say how they run for child again yeah. it's a separation with AEW, they've kind of blurred the lines of the fans are a bigger part of it mm-hmm. you know they don't owe us anything the same we we don't owe them and yes if you invest in a ticket to see a show enjoy it that's a bit too much different but we're going to look at but the thing is, we critique it as much as AEW girls. Yeah. And I think this is a bit better to be positive about a bad word either. So we're going to see what happens here. Because, like I said, we don't do much just WWE in Japan. Yeah. So we're going to start in September. And we have Lashley and Big E for the W title. As promised at the rules paper. And these two men have crazy, real yeah. uh, We see Big E, not Lashley, off the apron. We see Alexander and Shelton Benjamin show up. 
Yeah. Puts Rand down to even the odds, and the ref called for the bell, and Adam Pearce booked a Lashley in the cage later. Um, what are your thoughts on these two? I could watch Big E and Lashley fight all day long. The formation of the hurt just got broken up for no reason a few months back. <laughs> yeah, I think they. I think that was one of those uh, situations that I, I, w- I would say it used to be rare, but I think recently <laughs> they've done a couple things where it's like, yeah, we, we screwed that one up. Let's try to let's try to fix that. So they know in the ba- they knew in the back of their minds, especially with all of the possible uh, hype that you could add to this segment and to the to that feud as far as Big E and uh, Bobby goes, when you have the hurt business behind Bobby, so he can. Also, you know, clash with the new day and add that element. It's just another element to a, a already, you know, fiery feud. And like, like you said, they have great chemistry together. I love how uh, intense. That's one thing I will say. That's one thing that uh, not even in Bobby, as Bobby Lashley ran, as his run went on, the intensity of it kind of died down. And I think Big E definitely brought uh, him and Bobby Lashley definitely brought an intensity to the championship picture uh because they really like you said not only have good chemistry and they play off each other well they know how to make they really made it look like okay they they are genuinely like really annoyed with each other and like you said it was someone uh who seemed like he was on bobby's level like bobby's been on another level on raw for a while so it's also cool to see a baby face uh who we can laugh at who may not always have to take seriously all the time uh, be taken seriously enough as a threat to where he can stand up to somebody that's been built like the almighty Bobby Lashley. But I, I, I thought that the hurt, bringing the hurt business was kind of like uh, overall bringing the Samoa Joe back. It's almost like one of the things where it's like, <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we screwed up there. We got to, <laughs> let's, let's try to, let's try to fix this, you know, because like, you know, it just, it just didn't make sense when the hurt business was break, broke up. They had so much more they could, could do and still can do. So I, I hope they can lean on that more in the future, but I don't know. It seems like they book these things on a whim um, <laughs> when it comes to Raw sometimes. Without a doubt, but I think Crazy Bobby is one of my favorites this year. Just the sheer intensity that yes. he brings to everything. And I think that's an excellent point you made as well with Big E, is people look at him going, oh, we want him to be more like Bobby Lashley. He hasn't got intensity. And matches against bring that out. And we- Another different yeah. side. Because Biggie has so many, you know, sides to him that makes it entertaining. And again, I'm not going to compare mm-hmm. to Kurt Angle, but when you think of Kurt Angle and what they brought, they can mm-hmm. be funny, a killer, you know, all this kind of thing. And Biggie's got it as well. But move on with Raw, and we see Garza beating Eric. He ricochet is involved in his shit with Rich. Tazara Truth, Tazara wanted a match. And Keith Bearcat Lee answers. <sighs> well, we know Keith Lee, yeah. but what do you think of Keith Bearcat Lee? Can they not just leave it alone on the main roster? Yeah, it's just that's the only thing. It's like no matter what, even if I, I even if you know the history or you understand what Bearcat is supposed to signify or could be signifying, because I see a lot of people say it could be a reference to uh the first black world champion uh, from way back in the season. I've seen that, but at the end of the day, it's it goes all the way back to even if that's true or not. I'm not saying it's not. I don't know the details. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, it may, I'm not sure. I'm sure I know that Bearcat exists, but I don't know if Keith Lee's bad reasoning for being called Bearcat has, has actually anything to do with that. But uh, what I will say about that is just like it goes back to what we were saying about break 
about uh, about Cross weeks ago on the NXT update. Uh, you know, just again fixing something that didn't need that wasn't broken in the first place. You know, uh, making changes for the sake of changes. What's the point of adding Bearcat there? It doesn't really make Keith Lee sound any more or less intimidating than it did, honestly, before that, in my opinion. And then again with the gear. Uh, I don't. I didn't really like the design of the gear and how it looked. But you know, again, I'm tired of nitpicking every little thing they do with Keith Lee. I just hope whatever it is uh, that they have going forward, that they can actually get him on television and get him in the ring. Because we all know that that'll be the only way that he'll get the credit and the looks that he deserves is when they just actually let go of all of the you know restrictions that they keep that they seem to keep throwing in his path and just let him wrestle and do what he can do best. And I understand the health condition thing and all that and it being in the air, but uh, if he can go and they can go do stuff with his hour, then I believe he should be able to allow to showcase what he really good at. And we all know that's what NXT allowed him to do overall. You may have not liked the Bask in the Glory gimmick. You may have loved it and the song and all that, but at the end of the day, they let Keith Lee, go in there and show you why he was one of the best in the world. And ever since he's been called up, he hasn't had that opportunity uh, at all, in my opinion. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, we see Damian Sheamus, no DQ US title match. And we see Sheamus uh, sent through a table that's up in the corner and pre-seat this finisher for the win. This is really good stuff. Let's hope this is the end of it now between the two. And then we get Jinder Mahal, Veer and Shanky versus Alima Jeff Hardy. The Hills won. Enough about that. A cross beat Riker. Um, let's hope they've given up on Jackson Riker. <laughs> <laughs> AJ being oh, a good match as well. We see AJ. And then Dewdrop answers Charlotte Flair's open challenge for a Raw mm-hmm. Women's Championship match. And we oh, they did that in the worst way possible, <laughs> by the way. Well, even like she just like three seconds before the match, she tells you that she's challenging Charlotte. So oh, it was it was weird. But anyway, go ahead. Let's say we see Eva's music hit, and that distracted do drop. But for me, it's good to see Niven mixing it up with Charlotte. I hate calling her do drop, yeah. but she's happy with it. No, <laughs> no. Um, we see yeah. Goldberg telling Bobby's going to be a victim. Basler choked out Eva who was still in the ring and injured Eva with the arm on the stairs again. Again, this is well done. I I don't know if you've seen uh, Basler just making women scream, so to speak, but it, yeah. I can't really re-watch it. I have to skip through it because I find it really distressing. <laughs> Call me weird. But... <laughs> you know what? It's funny because you say that and I was just straight up to this. Like, yes, finally she's back to <laughs> destroying women's body. <laughs> That's the saying that I know and love, a crippler. <laughs> you know, we see um, Super Brutality is named, and it is a cool name. He wants matching yeah. outfits. And then the main event, Big E versus Bobby Lashley, <laughs> W Championship, and it's still cage. You see Benjamin and Alexander yeah. come out uh, to help. New Day do the same thing. Uh, Lashley hit a superplex for only a two. They fought the two. Uh, we see a big ending from the top for the win. And as he celebrated, Drew McIntyre comes on stage and put the sword at him. Indicating he wants the next shot, either that or something else. I don't know. Uh, what, were your, what were your thoughts on the event? Because I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was a very, very strong match. Again, I think whenever Big E and Bobby Lashley have uh, had a chance to uh, you know, do what they do together, uh, they have done it. In a really strong fashion, and the steel cage only hyped the hyping the drama. I thought this was really, really good stuff, and uh, I couldn't wait to see where it was going from here. 
about that. And for Drew, as soon as Bobby is no longer the champion, it makes sense for him to step up. Uh, and we spoke about having a look at NXT, and of course, we've got NXT update as well. The last one we had, you weren't very happy about NXT 2.0. So, <laughs> I think that would be an understatement, but we'll see what happens with NXT. We start off the 28th of September, and of course, uh, we see Hit Row make their entrance. The Shantley, the Adonis getting the mic. He says, Tonight's all about ladies and hypes up the title matches. With Top Dollar chiming in, Sears Worth Scott talks up the Cruiserweight Championship match. Beef have tonight in an ODQ. The spotlight is on her. She's going to beat the brakes off Electra. And that is the first match. No DQ, B-Fab versus Electra Lopez. Pulled out a table, used it as a weapon. Lopez grabbed steel chairs and candy sticks to inflict damage. Lopez speared Fab into a steel chair and sent her face first into it. And she ended the match with a powerbomb. And what were your thoughts on this? Yeah, I thought it was decent enough. You know, they both ladies look green at times. I can't lie, you know. Uh, but it was some spots in there that definitely made this a little bit, made this interesting to me. Uh, you know, Electra probably looked a little bit more experienced than uh than uh, B-Fab, but uh, you know, other than her selling at times, uh, it was really no surprise that she would get the win because she kind of also looked the most fluid in the ring. Uh, even in the times when they did, they haven't fought each other. This is like pretty much the first uh major one-on-one encounter. Uh, so uh, it was decent. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't hate it either. So. Uh, maybe it's their factions uh, involvement made this a little bit more interesting than maybe it was, but I thought it was deep. Well, like I said, thank God the rest of Legado and Hit Row are better. Otherwise, this feud <laughs> would be the same. Uh, <laughs> this wasn't as bad as it could have been. The shortcuts obviously helped. Yeah. Highlights from the Index Honeymoon, including Canister O'Spine and them, up in two, including yeah. Finn Mars, the water. Uh, this wasn't the funniest that they've had, but you feel like it's coming to an end now as well. Yeah, uh, you can tell that they're they're at their uh, they're, they're they're trying to keep it going, but it's really is losing steam. Not not you know not by any fault of theirs, but yeah, you can only do so much in this situation. You know, uh, you know, Candice also in general with that with Candice involvement in in these uh, skits, as you see. It, it will it will lessen as we all know with them welcoming uh, a new member of the family. So it's just it's a lot of things that's going on with that. But you can't really ask much more from them. They've been carrying NXT with their uh, creativeness for a while now. So I'm not surprised it was, it's been it's getting harder to come up with things involving without, Index. Without a doubt, we see Joe Gacy seated. Says the ring is still a safe space and talks about the impact he made last week and cancelled. He made a impact and Champa strong and breaker using only his words. Duration that nobody understood the enlightened ones. Last week there were nothing but triggered faces in a locker room, but he's here to usher in a new normal. What what are your thoughts? We spoke about it last time and I just I don't know who it's aimed. Yeah, it, 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 again, it's very very like. Uh... You know, you, he's using a particular type of language on purpose, right? And I think we, I think everybody can see that. But I, it's just from a cerebral standpoint of the character. I, I, I like where he's going because he's saying all of the things. That, uh, he's saying these things in a way that makes it seem like, you know, this and that participation trophy. Like he's poking fun at a lot of 
uh, groups of people, really, when you think about the way he's saying it. But it's just funny to me because it's all so disingenuous. I think I don't think anyone buys anything he's saying either. So I think as a heel, it's actually uh, kind of genius if you really think about it. But yeah, I'm not really, I'm not gonna be like I act like I understand exactly where it's going. But I do think it's an interesting premise uh, from what I had seen at that point. Up next, Only Lorcan versus Quinn. Uh, Quinn started slow, but it, is, it took it to the next level after a slap, and he ran over the former tag champion and planted him a smoking drop, and he hit a running forearm for a big victory. Yes, from tag champ to jobber. Um, yeah. I mean, looks like WWE have high hopes for this stupidly named Samoan. What are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my thoughts at the time were poor Orny. <laughs> oh, man. It sucks to see you in this position. You know, uh, Arnie Larkin kind of reminds me of Cesaro sometimes, not because I feel like you can make everything in the ring work. And, you know, tag teams, of course, obviously. Like, Cesaro's good everywhere. You put him in a tag team, it's going to work. Let him, let him do singles run as a heel, he can make that work. Let him run as a baby face, make that work. I think Larkin kind of has the same thing going on. But he just always seems to get the short end of the stick when it comes to NXT, man. And, uh... Yeah, it, it sucks to see him get squashed, and you, you guys, I, I, I don't know. I feel like at this point, I guess I should just get used to it, but you know how I feel about that running form, so. <laughs> but then again, we, we should God say, not just running forearm, but how difficult it is to be a bold professional wrestler, you know, because people look at Cold and Goldberg, yeah. and there's not that many really after them that have had success, yeah. you know, so... Maybe mm-hmm. only and Danny Birch, you know, start wearing two pays or something like this to try and get a bigger <laughs> push in NXT. Uh, we see, we wow! <laughs> look at look at how desperate it is. Right now. They're telling people to go. <laughs> wow! This is getting sad. Okay, <laughs> this is this is terrible. This is a real problem in professional wrestling. <laughs> people don't. <laughs> Talk how much bald wrestlers struggle. Look at Gene Snitsky. Look at Just Incredible. Look at look at all these wrestlers have suffered. Like, white bald men have suffered more. That's that's a real tragedy in wrestling. All right. I'm glad we managed to speak wow. about it. <laughs> I'm having a really hard time thinking of a good one. You really got you really got to be on to something. <laughs> we need to start raising money for white bald red. So the people, <laughs> the people that really need it. Anyway, we move on. <laughs> Grayson Waller cuts a promo, but he's got an uh. MMSK make their entrance. Reviewed, and they said uh, challenge anyone to step up to him. And the grizzled young veteran remind Nashcart and Wesley they still want the gold. Kamala Hayes arrived with oh, Trick man. Williams behind him. Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen shot and got into a brawl. Uh, and then we see this ending as well. I will say grizzled young vets are brilliant. Yeah. Promo, promo gives it just something else. Um, asking speaking riddle. This doesn't fill me with exciting low. And it no. doesn't matter if it's NXT <laughs> 2.0 or the normal NXT, they still don't like MSK, do they? <laughs> so. No, it doesn't matter what's going on. Uh, even even when they're both in the veteran role in amongst these teams, uh, no, it's still they still don't get along. Uh, it, it it really sucks too to see 
uh, GYV. I, I really feel like they have potential to be great dominant tag champions, but I don't want to ever see them really fight MSK again because at this point, they they hammered it home that MSK is better than them, you know, with the way they booked it. Look, you know what I'm saying? So I, it's like that's how bad it's gotten for GYV. And I look, think they're like the the, mo- the most legit team left pretty much. But, again, you know. Zach Gibson, a white, bald wrestler. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> just, just, it's an epidemic. Watch out, Chumper. Right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I was just about to say, he's like the only one in a good position right now. Uh, we see Gonzalez <laughs> cutting a promo about how she's going to win tonight. Interactive attraction. He gets given a rose. And Mandy Rose says the title looks good for <sighs> Kel. Better look better on her. Snap. Um, we see mm. Toxic Attraction make their entrance for a match for the tag team title of and Zoe Stark. The Hills in control till hot yeah. tag. And the Genius Sky run over both of the challenges with fast-paced offense. Stark helped wipe out Dolan, leaving Jane to take a palm strike. And over the Moonsoft loss. Uh, what were your thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I really, I, at the time, I really thought Stark and Shirai shined. And they're just so good. You know, I think they brought their opponents up to their level in this match. Uh, obviously, with someone like EO in the ring, it just happens. She just rise everyone around her, make him all feel more important and all of that because she's just, she's EO. And uh, but I was just really impressed with the work at this, and, and I didn't really come into uh, that show and expect to enjoy the match the way I did, you know. Uh, but uh, you know, I do think at, in this current time, for, for at least for stability, uh, and it's funny when I say it about Zoe Stark because I still in my, my in my brain. She's still supposed to be relatively new. But no, people like Stark and Io Shirai are needed in this time when they're trying to, in this new era, when they're trying to establish so many new characters. Uh, you need some stability, you need some consistency, and people like Io are, are perfect in having the forefront of that when it comes to the women's division. I think without doubt, like, Stark looks great, so cool. This wasn't a yeah. bad match. I like the dives to the outside of the as well. Um, and looks like JC changed her look every week. I'm keeping an eye out. She still has. And we get a Bron Baker <laughs> video package. Uh, and then see Boa and Mi Ying make their entrance to send us to a break. Uh, Chumper was interviewed via satellite from a gym. And he responds to Bron Baker. He understands Baker isn't a patient man. But it took him 908 days to get the title. And he never lost track. There's no doubt in his mind that Bron will get a shot sooner rather than later. Oh, shit. Looks like Bron is. And then <laughs> Dre Chase versus Boa. And Chase did not believe in any what Tian Shell was buying, but much time mocking Mei Ying at ringside. He got a fake setup of a Boa. For, um, what can I say? The, the only thing I can say about this match is Chase <laughs> wrestled in the jumper. What yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is literally what I wrote. I wrote, I don't know what to think about this match, honestly, but I thought Andre Chase was entertaining. <laughs> Uh, I don't think he should wrestle in his teacher gear, though. No, he shouldn't. He probably shouldn't. He shouldn't <laughs> wrestle in it. <laughs> That's I what I wrote. That's it. That's all I got to say. It's like I have to wear shorts and a t-shirt when I watch wrestling. Let alone <laughs> <laughs> right. right. I'm wrestling that. What are you thinking? <laughs> leave the ring, drinks. Just leave. The ring. <laughs> Just slide out the ring. Is that the strategy there, like? <laughs> Anyway, back to Index and their honeymoon. And Candace and Johnny are very worth protection. Donna roots through lunch, make sure they have condoms and buys a nice long strip. 
Dexter returns to the room while he's in there and he hides in the closet, accidentally losing a shoe in a suitcase. Hartwell and Loomis have a pillow fight, but John Dexter having, and it makes oh, a bunch God. of uncomfortable reactions. He tries to sneak out, and Dexter wakes up and gives him a thumbs up. Ow. Uh, the ending was good. The ending was good. Yeah. I guess that's was. what Indy is hoping for as well. <laughs> All I have to say is overall, and you will see as we continue this, I learned way too much about Dexter's sex life. So, yeah. There <laughs> well, we the Cruiserweight match no one wanted <laughs> next. Grayson Waller versus Roy Strong. We see the two go back and forth as well. I tried to get a win or not. Uh, after a devastating rolling cutter, Waller was close, but Strong rebounded with a running knee. Win. Um, what were your thoughts? Uh, you know, I, I wrote that Waller is definitely still annoying. Uh, but he did impress me at times. Uh, you know, he had chances to win, so I didn't think it was uh, bad. I thought it was a great showing from him and Roderick, you know. Uh, but Roderick is always solid. So I, it's just, this was pretty fun to watch, I remember, at the time. Uh, as much as I still think Grayson Waller is a no. Well, this is the thing. I mean, I asked you what you thought of the match, and you've been that kind of great thing back. And, and for me, I see a lot of kids mucking around in the crowd. And empty seats, and they think, you know, the kids in the seats, but they just go running around, and it looks empty, and you get annoyed by that. And then I saw Grayson Waller, and I thought, oh, ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ting, tang, walla, walla, bing, bang. So I guess we were kind of looking at different perspectives in, in the match, but I'm sure it was fine. But don't you think there's so many wrestlers, though, can do what these guys do? good match you know maybe i wasn't paying attention yeah i don't think you were watching at all and you know what as a, as a journalist um i understand completely what's going on <laughs> but i tried to give it a shot i tried to be like you know what? i'm gonna watch this with a critical eye you focus on the kids in the crowd <laughs> well, yeah, i can i can see one of the dads one of the dads going fucking come here come here now <laughs> oh no fuck. And there's another kid who's got like he's one kid who's got his hands on his ears because it's just too loud. They're just too young, and you think, why did a parent bring them to a wrestling show if they're just going <laughs> to do that? There's no enjoyment from that child whatsoever. You know, no, absolutely nothing. <laughs> I like how you just avoided the fact that you know nothing that happened in this match. <laughs> so you go into more detail about the crowd. <laughs> Look, the co- I thought the, the, the colour of the poor choice, you know. I thought, Grace, <laughs> really, that's not what we want. But the Diamond Mines celebrate the ring afterwards, and then we see L.A. Knight is interviewed backstage. He asks if he looks like a punk and said he's the young crowned NXT champion. He's not going to let Odyssey Jones roll in and spew a bunch of BS about him. Gives Jones one a very important lesson. Odyssey right behind him, promises he's never seen anyone like him. Chase comes rushing back, complaining about his loss and a chance to jump Jones. And be- wow, if Odyssey Jones getting taken down by a shot from LA Knight, he's in, he's in trouble at this moment. Yeah. <laughs> They yeah, went giants. Yeah. Remember how long, how many times it took to take a giant down? <laughs> um, <laughs> we get Trey Baxter and call the Jade interview backstage. Jay says she's the oh, person Lord. on the show. She excited. Oh yeah, trust me, you look it. You look it. <laughs> Baxter says she's doing great as long as she doesn't do anything he did last week, and they kiss. <laughs> it's just what the great fuck? advice. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? 
And then I, you know what I really am offended by? They just expect us to care about this. <laughs> they obviously expect they they showed us kiss. They showed them kissing twice in two weeks, twice in three weeks. I who cares? Okay. <laughs> This this cunt this cunt's half the size of me. He lost last week, and yet he's got a girlfriend and a fucking I. What? And I haven't. What? You than me? Like, <laughs> like fuck yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you did pick him to win the tournament. Yeah, he, I instead did. of winning the tournament, he he picked a woman. He's so, not one. Yeah. He's not. Inside <laughs> picked him, and yeah, the girl's like, "Oh no, you did really well." Like, you know you did. <laughs> Shit. No, he didn't do well. <laughs> oh, but she's twenty years old. Oh, Baird. Oh my God, Baird's hair was so perfect. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, wait till we get there. All right, let's go. <laughs> we get Lashley edition some dirt on yeah. out. You can take a recommend Juro's a real man or Andre Chase. Um, I'm trying to skip the parts as quick as possible. Really, stuff on and make that. Riley jumps in, Dan joins with a break, and Carlo Riley, Holland, we're back. Carl kicked hard, but Holland responded. Carlo Riley went to the top right. Pete Dunn arrived, O'Reilly knocked Holland into the bruiseway and rolled up the big man for free. And afterwards, as Dunn has beat down O'Reilly, Von Wagner, everybody, arrived. Oh, even the odds, and send the hills running. Kyle is not the chosen one. What are your <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I, I wrote. I'm sure this is solid wrestling, but <laughs> the, I, this match wasn't really doing it for me. Uh, I think it was because of my lack of investment in pretty much a lot of the angles on this show overall, or just my lack of investment in these two guys. <laughs> Either way, uh, I, I maybe this was solid. I'm not gonna lie; like they had my attention. So that's what I that's what I said at the time. They didn't really have my attention at the time, Ridge Holland and Kyle O'Reilly. As a matter of fact, ever, ever since I I don't even remember why Kyle O'Reilly still has a problem with Holland, and uh, I don't even know where this problem comes from. Now that I think about it, no. <laughs> looking back, and again, yeah, I, I didn't care. I didn't really care. I, I again, facial disfigurements or disabilities. I would I would never mock the afflicted. So if Von Wagner has got something like that, then then I do apologize. Oh, yeah. Because um, he he really weird looking dude. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he got the Neanderthal forehead. If people go, we don't, you know, evolve from apes. You go look at Von Wagner. <laughs> yes, he's a great example. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. Um, you know, uh, if that's insensitive, uh, I I apologize for James. Yes, ap- <laughs> apologize. I'm sure I will hear about it. From the Von Wagner <laughs> Trust. Anyway. Oh, um, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> that exists. The Tony D'Angelo gets another promo. The Tony. Yeah. Um, and he says stuff like, and we're from and Raquel Gonzalez makes her entrance. Main event is Frankie Monet versus Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, Monet yeah. came in with a plan against Gonzalez using her speed as well as her comparable power to like a champion. And Monet took too much time stomping Gonzalez to go for the win and ran right on and allowed Gonzalez to use the momentum to hit the Chingungle bomb for the win. But after his toxic attraction attacked the Robert Stone Brown and laid out Gonzalez to stand tall over the champion. Uh, Wade opened up on commentary dating. Uh, he And he lost. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did he open up about the course of a lot of dating, but talk about he lost. 
light and hunger to carry on. It was quite <laughs> interesting how deep he got into this. Um, for me, Monty double in in now because I thought she might be the chosen one. They've just Rose lifting that title sent a shiver down my yep. spine. You know when someone walks over your grave, that feeling. Just. <laughs> <laughs> God. That's you gonna compare it to? <laughs> That's what I compare it. It is something that I do that I did. You know, I should have because it really when you t- when you take put all the pieces together with the preacher news and we know Triple H is probably not his hands on. If he is even back, I doubt he's even back. I'm pretty sure he's still recovering and you know chilling or whatever. So uh, I, it makes all the sense in the world if you think about the way Mandy Rose has been booked. It is just stereotypical WWE in the last ten years, if you really think about it. Uh, the way she, the way they booked that whole faction thing right there. But what I will say is that when she returned, I was wondering, like, what, what are they, where are they going to go with this? Because she was on the main roster for a while, so I figured a title shot would be coming. But I do know what you mean. It's something that you probably didn't think you would see. You go from EO Shirai. Raquel, and now you possibly maybe going to Mandy Rose. Can you think about that? And not not even mention the the Baileys, the Sasha's, and the great history that Bill has at this point. You know, Oscar, like it's a got such a great track record. Uh, and then it, you know, and it's possibly end up in Mandy Rose's hand, which is it's, it's 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 just a crazy thought. You probably wouldn't have thought of that a few years back. I know you wouldn't have. No one would have, probably, most likely. But anyway, I thought the match between Monet and Gonzalez was good, and uh, I just it didn't have the build of heat to take it over the top. Mm. And uh, I didn't really find anything wrong with what they were doing, of course, in the ring and all that. It's just for some reason I felt like that match wasn't as big a deal, and they kind of they kind of reaffirmed that by right after it, let Mandy Rose come and attack the champion, and let you know that yeah, Frank, we're getting Frankie out of the way right now. This is not continuing. Uh, <laughs> we're going to Mandy and Raquel. Yeah, it was it, it was a bit like that, but we're going to try and cheer ourselves up now by October 1st, SmackDown, and we're going to go on the draft. Yay! Oh, yeah. Uh, DeVille and Pierce announced these <laughs> picks poorly. I mean, whose choices yeah. are these anyway? It's pretty bad. Like, why don't you just tell us who they can pick and who's doing, we might give a fuck, you know? Like... Yeah. It's just so... Right, so we got the picks. So, Roman Reigns went to SmackDown, Biggie to Raw. Obviously. Charlotte to SmackDown, Belair to Raw, McIntyre to SmackDown, Arco Bro to Raw, New Day to SmackDown, Edge to Raw, Happy Corbin and Mad Cab Moss, SmackDown, they got me started. <laughs> Ray Ripley and Nikki Ash Raw, Hit Row, SmackDown, uh, Keith Ooh. Beck at Lee Raw, Lomi, SmackDown, Ray and Dominic Raw, Jeff Hardy, SmackDown, Austin, Raw. Mm-hmm. Now... At that with the first night, um, Bianca Belair to Raw and were probably the most surprising one for me. I don't know about you. Uh, Bianca Belair to Raw, I, uh, I, it probably was a little bit surprising, but they division need a shakeup so bad that any changes to Raw's women's division made would probably make sense. Would make sense to me. The most surprising to me was no, not a doubt in my mind. Hit Raw. I really felt like they. Uh, as good as they are in NXT, I probably I did not see getting called up. I we, I was literally just telling you about how one of their members looked like they've only been in the ring a couple like a handful of times at this point, or at least especially definitely on television. We know she's been on television uh, in the ring less than a handful of times. So it was no way I thought that they would already be getting the call up. I know they could protect her. I know it's not really even about her, about her, 
Uh, but who knows what's gonna happen to Hero on the main roster now? Because I I thought they had potential and they had no they were nowhere near where they were where they could be. You know what I mean when they were in NXT. So sometimes when you kind of get called up a little too early before you're even ready in NXT, I don't know if I'm too positive. But Isaiah, I feel like Isaiah will be fine. So I don't know. We'll see. But Hero definitely was the most shocking for me. Happening with the stuff happening on Raw uh, and SmackDown, you know, you kind of. To make up your mind on the first, you know, leave it as that. But weren't too bad. Of course, McIntyre's Smackdown was always all right. But we see the Tribal Chief making his way to the ring to kick off the evening broadcast. He asked for Baltimore to acknowledge me. Um, and then he handed the microphone over to Special Counsel Paul Heyman. And Heyman recapped his client's victory over Finn Balor Extreme Rules. Uh, and mentioned the name of former associate Brock Lesnar. The Beast made a surprise appearance to a thunderous ovation. We see a tent stare down, gave way to a physical count that saw Reigns fire off a series of right hands, only for Lesnar to take it down with a suplex. He added a few more to Jimmy and Jay before taking it down with a pair of fives. Lesnar stood tall to close out the segment as dismayed and rattled Reigns exited. Uh, what were your thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I, I thought this was really, really good. No, I knew... Uh, I also thought it was a little bit of a little bit of a gamesmanship, a little strategy here by uh, by the by whoever is making the decision uh, on the main roster because uh, that finish at Extreme Rules it may have rub. I know I'm pretty sure it rubbed some people the wrong way, and I was I'm pretty sure I wasn't the only one who was sitting there confused on how or at least trying to figure out how they would explain it. And they went the smart route and just said, nope, we're not going to explain it at all. We're just going to go right into the Brock Lesnar, right into the stuff that we know the, the live crowd will want to see right now. Let's not let, let's gloss over what happened last Sunday and let's just move on. And uh, I, I thought that I thought this was a great way to do it. If you're going to do it, do it with, you know, a big time, you know, encounter that they finally, you know, uh, get a chance to touch. It's just hilarious to me. I don't care. I promise. I was at WrestleMania 34. So as someone who was at that WrestleMania, uh, you know, in New Orleans, and uh, uh, I think I'm, I think I'm the right day. But anyway, I could be wrong on the right on the right number. I feel like I'm right because uh, 34 <laughs> sounds right. But I, I was there. Believe it or not, maybe I got the numbers right. But I was there. Damn it. Anyway, you were you were at a a WrestleMania. We, we yes, we're Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar main event. So they were the last match, and everyone there took a collective dump on that match. So it is uh, it is will always get to me. Uh, you know that I it's always going to be funny to me to watch the reaction of the crowd now, and it just shows you what all you have to do is just switch character positioning or booking. And just showing you just how much fun you can have with a live crowd because I was there when live crowds did not want to see these two people touch again, and now what? Brock grows a beard, <laughs> let his hat ties can tie his hair up a little bit. They changed Roman's character, and now it's very anticipated. Uh, so I, it's just always I'm always bring that up, but it's, it's funny to me when I think of this uh, this segment right here. But the thing is about it as well, like you said. Um, would have been so cool. His belt buckle, you know, the belt buckle with the little logo on it with Brock Lesnar is, is brilliant. And only kind of, you think about the interactions these guys have and how electric it is. And only kind of Rock and Austin had the chemistry for each time they met, the crowd would go crazy. And like I said, it's just a shift of roles. And now it feels yeah. how, many, how many times have these guys faced off. And the reactions they're getting now compared to, you know, the to back then. Yeah, the hundred times. 
Yeah, it's on another level. It's unbelievable. Well, we'll move on to Charlotte interview. She's so glad she's off Raw. Um, and I'm glad she's off Raw as well. <laughs> Me too. So much time. Yeah, about doubt. We all are. <laughs> Get happy, Corbin and Madcap. And Owens lost to Baron. Um, as yeah. For, um, yeah. Uh, well, Baron said he'd yeah. rather no one kicks out of his day WWE champion. Uh, as it looks like for Kevin, it's end of days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you cheeky, cheeky! No, no, that, that wasn't that wasn't that good. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, but no, I will say I will say this about that. Uh, I feel like Corbin when he was depressed was on to something. But I found, I think I figured out what happened. Uh, they found out that he was getting over, and they're like, "We, we, they, we actually found a way to make people like Corbin." <laughs> and that is just that is that, and Vince just or whoever makes the the, the final decision these days is just like, "No, no way, no way, we can't have a world where Baron Corbin is a good guy." They feel sympathy for him. Let's ruin it and make him even more annoying than he ever was before. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, okay, no, this is probably just about just as annoying as he was when he was the authority figure. No, yeah, so, am I? Probably well, more than that. <laughs> we see uh, Drew McIntyre interviewed, and of course the blue suits him, Reigns is the end gold, and SmackDown is where it all started. Then we see Edge uh, coming through the curtain, showing no signs of the injury that threatened his career. But after a recap of Seth Rollins' threats from last week, the Edge addressing Rollins, he dared him to come out. Instead, Rollins appeared outside of Edge's house in North Carolina. He entered it and made himself at home. A fight, and we see Edge frantically called Beth Phoenix in a mobile. Um, Rollins, I, I think they should have done more. Like, they could have created yeah. some kids' painting pull it up then when Rollins looked at it and said it's shit picked up and ripped it up make him a bigger mm-hmm. asshole go round and have him smiling while smashing shit up and you know act yeah. like a joker do you know they go, oops did I do that oh I do oh my god you know and it's, 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 it reminds me of a lot of stuff in WWE uh, that it's like they're doing the same thing but it's a, a very very watered down version of it because it's definitely a callback to Edge going to Cena's house. If you don't, if anyone remember, everyone knows it. But it's missing one of the most vital things about Edge showing up to his house. And everybody, I remember it to this day that that week. Why I hated Edge. He literally slapped Charles Cena's father in the face. Like I'm not saying I wanted Seth to go abuse Belt or anything, but I'm just saying, like you could, you definitely can put some other scenarios there to make him. Do something up. now. Of course, breaking and entering. Yes, it's bad. We get it. All right, you know sure, that's enough of a line to cross for me to want to hurt you. But he definitely could have went a little bit further because you know, like you said, I, I literally can reference Edge going that extra mile if you see what I'm saying. So well, yeah, I see exactly what you mean. I remember when Stone Cold broke into Brian Pillman's house. I would have loved Rollins. Breaking Don't even get in. me started on it. I love Rollins breaking in. <laughs> Beth Phoenix there with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been perfect. You just have self running out of it, or or it go it black out again. The screen yeah. black out Your like view. it did there. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 you know what? You remind <laughs> me, Triple H. Triple H showing up to Randy's house with the yeah. sledgehammer. Like he he did some damage. He destroyed that rental home or whatever that was. You know, it threw him out of the window. Like yeah, do some damage if you're gonna show up to a wrestler's house. Well, we move on. Morgan versus Carmella. The match. Started after the latter produced a mask to protect her face and laid her rival out. 
Uh, we see New Day and Street Profits defeating Alpha Academy, Ziggler and Rude. Another really fun multi-man match. Fans really into it. Backstage, yeah. Brock Lesnar interrupts an interview between Gayler Braxton and Jeff Hardy to feel he's a free agent. Thanks to Paul Heyman in his private locker room rate, Roman Reigns <laughs> ordered Heyman to Raw with his task for the draft to SmackDown. If not, leave him for dead on his cousins. I was speaking to <laughs> and um, I said to her, if they put all the backstage Roman Reigns segments on like a box set or, you know what I mean, just on a program, for me, I'd watch it like it was Sopranos. Like this for me is what I wait yeah, for every week. I agree 100%. It's like that's literally how they they protected him and, you know, put set him up in perfect position like that. And it's like, like you said, every week you're playing, every, every week you're watching, you're just looking to see – What's going on backstage with Roman Reigns? Who is he mad at this week? What have, you know? Yeah. What what is he yelling at Heyman about? Or whatever the situation is, I agree. It's 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 great, compelling stuff. And Roman has hit it out of the park every time for for this entire run. It's it's really insane when you think about it. Credit to Paul Heyman and his tears. I will say that as well. So that <laughs> unbelievable. That he can do. Uh, up next, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks made their way to the ring for the WrestleMania rematch. But Becky Lynch interrupted the proceedings, heading to the announced position. Uh, we get into the match, and this was a great match between the two. Without doubt, Belair delivered a modified grand, glam slam for a near fall. She added a handspring moonsault for another two count. Banks answered with a double knees in the corner, followed by a frog splash. Uh, but Banks capitalised on a distraction for Lynch to score the win via. Up and after the match, Charlotte came out and uh, rocked Banks with a big boot and stood tall to close out the show. Um, so what are your thoughts on this? All right, like I was saying, I believe this is a, a really, really good segment. Like you said, the, the chemistry between Sasha and Bianca is absolutely off the, uh, you know, they're, they're really, really good. They they off the charts. They have great chemistry with each other. Uh, and I think it always it shows. And uh, the match itself was what it was. It was a typical tele- typical WWE television finish, really distraction. Here we go again, uh, type of thing. Uh, but uh, with Charlotte standing tall in the end, I guess this was a, a way of, uh, uh, you know, of course, I'm kind of sick of it because Charlotte is pretty much always standing tall. But it is what it is. I, I think they were just showcasing that now on Friday nights you'll see Charlotte also. And, uh, you know, and this may be more your image images at the end of shows to come will be Charlotte standing tall or whatever. So it, it worked. And uh, I, I do love also seeing Bianca Belair kind of uh, it, it's already, she, she did it herself with her work as champion over the, you know, most of this year, but it's great when you think about the ele- her, her, her is elevated because I feel like I've always looked at the WWE women's division and looked at it kind of splitting the tears where it's like, you have maybe an Oscar who can get over the hump and be up there with the rest of the four horse women, but it's really, uh, you know, interchangeable. Then you have that second tier of, it's not even interchangeable. It's like, it's really like tough to get in there to be taken seriously enough like that uh, to get a title reign like that. And you can see Bianca is definitely someone they like enough to put right into the fire with a Sasha Banks, with a Becky Lynch, with a Charlotte Flair. And I think that's really, really cool to see. 
if you've been like us who've been watching Bianca kind of from the start all the way back in NXT. Yeah, without out Blair just getting better and uh, it's nice Becky Lynch hates Michael Cole as much as Bailey. But yes. nothing takes yes. effect or after crown drink. Why the fuck did they do it now? But anyway Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we got Lynch to Raw, the Uso stay on SmackDown, Bobby Lashley stays on Raw, Sasha Banks stays on SmackDown. And then Lynch started the show and said she was back on Raw. Charlotte interfered, then Belair, which set up a main event later. I will take Lynch with the star power over Charlotte all day long. I like Lynch stirring the pot as well. Raw just got massively better. It's a shame you leave Heyman for dead, though, I suppose. And then we get Priest versus <laughs> Jeff for the US title. He took Priest down with a twist of fate and climbed to the top for a swan tom. But Priest rolled him and stole the win with a crucifix. Hardy was given a post by Fury interrupted. He took the pick and then Fury destroys it with a clothesline and a knee to the face. Uh, what did we think of this? It's Austin Fury. And of course, we know and love him from the way. He's now on Raw and I thought this was a great introduction. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a good start. Uh... You know, uh, for his character and where he, where he can be headed down the line, I'm not sure where they're going with him. I'm always weary, always a little bit, you know, paranoid when it comes to these uh, uh, call ups, especially when the character seems to be contrast to what they were doing in NXT. Like, I, I know we're not talking about Tony Storm, but Tony Storm is a great example of someone who seemed like they were finally trying to do something and get used to playing a heel character and now that she's back now she's on the main roster, she just read the old I like eighties rocks rock, you know, Tony Storm basically. Uh so uh same thing kinda going with theory after playing this role of making people laugh and not really being taken seriously. How would they present him going forward? And I do think this was a good start. I mean without a doubt Big Papa Johnny would be so proud. Um as for the match, I like the finish. Priest has star written over him. We've spoken about this. Such a huge fan of Priest in NXT, and it's yeah. paying dividends now. Uh, we see Seth Rollins moving to Raw. Shinsuke Nakamura, Rick Boogs stay on SmackDown. Priest stays on Raw. Sheamus moves to SmackDown. And then Brooke versus Baz. Kira through the clutch for the win. And after the match was over, Bazler kept second. Brooke. Dewdrop came out to make the save. Mansoor Mustafa Ali lost to Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. Have a matching outfits. That's all they asked for tag. One. Another quick match, though. And then Ledger Styles and Omos stay on Raw. Buzzler moves to SmackDown. Kevin Owens moves to Raw. Cian Lee moves to. And then Big E and McIntyre face yeah. off. Or Big D as we. Ziggler came out, took credit for both. No one calls him D. <laughs> well, I. <laughs> a D to me. Ziggler came out to take credit for both. Um, and I will say, Ziggler has got an excellent. He's got a better record than the Miz. To be fair, I mean Miz's record has been terrible. There's not, there's not actually anybody he's built up. Where Ziggler, with uh, of course Biggie and McIntyre, have both been champions. So I think, thank you, Dolph Ziggler. I, I agree with thank you, Dolph Ziggler, for different reasons, probably. But what I will say about Dolph Ziggler is, I am sick of him whining. This seemed like the exact same thing he was. Doing. He was doing with Kofi's gimmick, except now he's t- he when he was doing it, he was fighting Kofi for the title. But now, except instead of saying it should have been me in your position, he's saying, "Hey, you owe all your success to me." <laughs> His character is very, very predictable. But you know, I do agree with you. Thank you, Dolph. You you would be surprised. His involvement with a lot of uh, uh, with a lot of people's favorites. 
Dolph Ziggler was right up there for a long time. He definitely don't get the credit he deserved, uh, in my opinion, for that run. But, you know, and Dolph still gets used now. He's still useful now. You know, he's not, I, I you know, especially as a worker, he may not be taken as seriously as he, as he once was, but he definitely, I think, has value. Just WWE has no clue what to do with older talent a lot of times. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> We then get a tag match. Dirty Dogs come up short against the Faces. Ziggler was excellent with his promo. This match was a fun. Then we get a quick segment of Owens hitting Akira Tazawa with a stunner. To Raw, Viking Raiders see a stay on Raw. Vim Balor moves to Ricochet, moves to SmackDown. Nikki Asher on the line against former champions Italian to Faces 1. Another quick match. Then Cross stays on Raw. Carrillo Garza moves to SmackDown. Bliss on Raw. Cesaro stays on SmackDown. Then Goldberg made his way out for announcements. Talk about Lashley and how he choked out his son Gage. It took little Mike less than a stage. Lashley agreed to have a match on Bard. Goldberg thanked him and the stipulation gives him a license. What? Uh, Cedric Alexander <laughs> and Benjamin tried to attack Goldberg from behind, but he easily took him out. When did we say we're going to kill a murder pick in wrestling? <laughs> when did that happen? It's hilarious to me because... I don't know what the context was of why I was doing this, but I, I probably was having a conversation with my fiance, and I could have sworn we were just talking about how that, that word was supposed to be on the list of banned <laughs> words when it comes to WWE, like words you just don't say. Uh, so uh, it's, it was very, very shocking when he when he said that, and all I have to say is that we will get to it, but Bobby Lashley's most recent promo on it is just the right energy to have with, <laughs> with somebody saying that because it was just it was perfect. But yeah, uh, no holds barred does not mean murder, Goldberg. I'm, I'm just letting you you know that. <laughs> I honestly believe it. And then the hurt business coming back together to get destroyed by Goldberg managed to pick themselves up to uh, face the yeah. new day. And got beaten again. But we oh, see the street come out and congratulate New Day on the win. And the new movie, The Untaker on Netflix. I wait until they all hugged and shared us to look up. Um, and it was, just, it was just raw again. Riddle and Orton came out to get an answer. Because yep. the Viper wants to challenge Omos. Um, they got in a fight with the Raw Tag Team Champions and Styles with an RKO. The match never happened. It was an okay segment. Final round of the second night of the draft, including the picks. Carmella moved to Raw. Ridge Holland moved to SmackDown. Yeah, that's going to work. Gable Stevenson <laughs> uh, moves to Raw. Sammy Saints and Zayn again. I mean, conspiracy. The last Carmella is ahead of him. Anyway, main event <laughs> versus Belair. Belair hit the kiss of death. Lynch pulled her out of the ring and sent her in the crowd to it. Um, again, not a bad main event, but no. You know, uh, I mean, who created that move? I think that's that felt. It feel like a WWE creation at this point, or at least that's what they get all the. That's what they give all the blame for DQ finishes. <laughs> so yeah, right, like you said, it's just typical Raw. You know, getting talk about a match for two out of the three hours just to have it end in a no contest or a DQ or whatever. So you know, right up, right down there, Alan. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, not drafted. Bailey, Oscar, uh, because both are injured, that makes sense. Elias, wait. Uh, Eva Marie, thank God. <laughs> Grand Metallic and Storado, apparently they both are. Lacey Evans, having a beer beer. Yep. Slapjack, Tart- yep. yeah. Titus, 
mm-hmm. Johnson and David. And they just got me in catering. Well, they don't <laughs> do catering anymore, do they? Just sitting around going. Yeah, yeah, just there. Well, there's nothing oh, to pick us up, know. you know, from a bad raw or a, <laughs> you know, a raw then going straight into NXT. We've got October 5th. And we see the tag to four-way title match tonight. And we start off with Ember Moon versus Mandy Rose. And she, she, like, JC Jane got involved early. Distracting Ember long enough for Mandy over the action. Moon went for the clips, but Rose ducked out of the way and landed a bicycle knee for the win. Yes, Rose beats Moon. Of course she, of course she beats Moon, right? And of course uh, she uses that over her favorite move that she's been using for a long time that used to be get kicked out of on the main roster all the time. But now it is the, the knee of death, which is her bicycle knee. Uh, but anyway, uh, the match I didn't think was that bad, you know, strictly for the purposes of establishing Mandy Rose as a threat. The thing that's bad is that you're using someone like Ember Moon strictly for the purposes of establishing Mandy Rose <laughs> as a threat. <laughs> that may be the issue in that situation. Uh, but, uh, you know, I did write down that Mandy showed a little bit of toughness that you never, that you never really get to witness before. But every time I say something like that, it just really goes back to her not really even doing much. While she was on the main roster, doing much in the ring for the however long she was on the main roster, and uh, you know, and I do know she had an initial run in NXT way back, but I don't even remember that wasn't the most memorable run either. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's giving her props when I say I've witnessed things. I've never witnessed that or not. I don't know if that's a compliment or not. I have nothing to tell you other than Mandy Rose beat Ember Moon, and you love bringing up that great match you saw. Between Ember Moon and Oscar, mm-hmm. I wonder how you feel. <laughs> I am as <laughs> I can't. It's it's. I just don't know. I don't know what they've done. It's like oh, we have the best. Let's fuck it up. What? Who? who oh yeah, and, and they keep repeating that. Also, I think they've also mentioned that they had. They still. I think Raquel said it, and someone else even said this is the best women's division <laughs> in the world. You got. You gonna have to stop saying that. Okay. <laughs> Well, we see commentary congratulate Hit Roll being drafted to SmackDown. We get a package from Legala that roll out for SmackDown, saving her ass. And L.A. Knight versus Odyssey Jones. A chase arrives to distract the netbreaker. Got foot under the bottom of rope, but Chase knocked it back in the ring, allowing Knight to get recount. It looks like Knight, it looks like he's going to be a vital part in helping the younger guys. And this is okay, but that's all you can say, really. This is a short match uh, that I did know that uh, I, I did think it was good to see LA Knight win, but not for like the reasons that anyone think. It just I was worried that his new direction after a great story with uh, Cameron Grimes would be just putting the kids over. If you see what I mean. Mm. Uh, but uh, Andre Chase having a bachelor's in BS, according to Vic, was also a pretty good line. So yeah, I, that's what I wrote down from that moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> see Cameron Grimes in interview backstage. Over as a Baxter making out locker, Pete the hole up and blows. And Pete challenges him to a match, and Grimes rolls by girls <laughs> to hit on them. And this was just like the older. And then we see Chumper making his entrance, and Von Wagner is chilling in the locker room where Carla Riley rolls up to our. He's got his back. Wagner's in the kit and respects Carl because he's got heart. Uh, Carla Riley interrupts. And don't forget Chumper, and he challenges anyone to step up to him. Bon Breaker arrives in Halloween Havoc. And the black car accepted 
give us done anyway. But all of you hearing from G- uh, Joseph, and no doubt Bron Lewin have excited versus Champa. No, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't think I can. I don't think I can fool you and make it sound like I am. I'm not excited about it, and uh, it has nothing to do with Champa or even Bron for that matter. I think. He has a bright future, and he's definitely going to be fine uh, as he continues on. You know what I mean? It's just I will never be a fan of the unearned, out of nowhere, you know, just because you look legit and you beat. I understand he beat L.A. Knight. He he, uh, he pinned Ridge Holland, I think. And, uh, you know, he, but that's just two matches that I that I remember seeing. And, and now he gets a title shot. And I – I understand that I'm supposed to appreciate, you know, his ferocity and him being fearless enough to just go right into this challenge. And I think we all pretty much are not wouldn't we? We would all be shocked if he found a way to beat Champa. But uh, that that's the thing. I just I'm I I don't see them giving him the belt, and I do believe it is way too early to uh, for him to be in this position. Now, uh, can him? Is it possible him and Champa can still turn this into? Uh, a really good, compelling match. Yes, but I think that's because of how good Chomper is, and I think he can carry the young fella to a, a really good match. Uh, but I, I do believe this is a, a little bit too early. Well, we see Joe Gacy. A lot of bit too early. <laughs> we see Joe Gacy <laughs> cutting a promo from a dark room. He says he sat with the right chin. Don't crash like safe spot. We gave a new Indy Hartwell and Persia Perotti are chatting about Indy Sunderbus. Next is nine and a half. And they open the door, seeing yeah. weird, and how they go in the other direction. And then Ickerman Juro mm-hmm. versus Joe Gacy. And Juro never got a good hand like the opponent. Gacy a hands for clothesline. How he balled, glared down at Gacy from the crowd. Up. That is Parker Bordeaux. Uh, looks like they're going to go with the Gacy gimmick, yeah. I suppose. I mean, this was... And then we get a Duke Hudson. Yeah. And yeah, but Jade comes out. A fairy... Does she know it's called a Jade that does? <laughs> And then uh, Leroy Lock dominate the action. Yep. Great. Another loss. Just what Monet needed. And more about the relationship <laughs> with Baxter as well. I was really happy with it. Oh, yeah. Just, it was beautiful. Like I said, the, the, the funniest part, best part of this entire thing is Wade Barrett pointing out that she's in her 20s. So she'll get tired of him or <laughs> Trey Baxter will do something to ruin it before you know it. Oh, I love that thought process right there. <laughs> that negative thought process. Is a perfect way to approach young relationships. Anyway, uh, this is uh, this, yeah. I, I, I'll get to when we get to our overall point about NXT. But yeah, the amount of times that we have seen it, and the amount of times we have seen the WWE special, I like to call it the roll up. Yeah, <laughs> everyone honestly. loves a good roll up. <laughs> uh, we see Champa interviewed, and Joe Gacy walks up and. Says if he'll be added. So, <laughs> what did he do to deserve it? <laughs> again, making the go viral <laughs> even more unwatchable. Uh, Cameron Grimes versus Pete Dunn. Holland uh, Carla Radio announced at the end. Riley Wagner helped facing Dunn and Holland. <laughs> um, this was a good match. Two guys yeah. I like for different than Dunn, mm-hmm. and then you've got all the other bollocks around it. You know <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like oh man, it was on the right track. You know when it was when I thought this was just going to be straight up. I was actually kind of, you know, excited, you know, and, but, you know, at that point, I was just like, please hurry up and get Holland away from doing business. And, you know, as far as like that, I just don't, I didn't, I didn't, I never really cared about the combo of them together anyway, but I think they're both better off alone. So, yeah. 
if this was a regular one-on-one match, this thing could have been special. Yeah, we see Hit Row Cup promo and uh, about getting drafted to SmackDown. As Ersworth Scott says, he's giving Santa Esquire the NXT North American Championship title match he wants. This is, like I said, an end of an era which is only starting. And then Malik Blade versus Tony D'Angelo. Uh, Blade connects D'Angelo, sucking him in, plant him face first on the turnbuckle, duplex. Um, I really, but I will give it to yeah. him, you know? So, yeah, I, I, I was sitting there like, why is Tony so over? And I could have swore that Vic said something about family being in the crowd. I didn't know if he meant it literally <laughs> or if he mean it mafia style. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, did he successfully pay off the fans? Uh because he was very, very over in the C- in the CWC, so I, I didn't know. But like I said, I wasn't really impressed. I wrote that down that I wasn't impressed, and I can see potential in his character, maybe, but not not for it's not for me. I know that much, but I can see people liking. It. Well, Tin Shah make their entrance sentence of break, and Hindi Hartwell Ying brought a distracted <laughs> Ying, and Hartwell sent a hard on the ring. Mrs. Loomis hit an elbow drop, so I guess that's it for Tin Shah. Yeah, yeah. Please, yeah. like I said, please don't ever tell me anything about a dragon spirit ever again. I never bought it anyway. But don't ever tell me that ever again. If all it takes is the is the elbow drop to to put her away, and first and foremost, and then not only that. Uh, by the way, once again, Barrett being a highlight of my night. Saying Loomis is a part of his anatomy snapped off. <laughs> so yeah, Indy, do not play around. You guys. <laughs> well, just, Thank you, Bear. You know, I just, you know. Um, well, we see Lash Legends hang around in the kitchen. Pulls up, said the interview. I, Gonzalez, arrive in the odds. Um, backstage, Gonzalez will show and start like she don't need the help before she really Hartwell and per- Persia Perotti. <laughs> you want the shot to tag titles. Why are they trying to ruin my favorite division? And why can you get a title shot just walking up to someone and say, can Just walking up? Shot? Yes, you can. Oh, thanks, Oh, mate. my goodness. What like, what it? has happened? Like, they used to fight for everything. Like, everyone used to earn everything is here. At least it felt like it for the most part. Or at least when they did the walk-up challenge, they had, like, so much heat in between them that it made sense. Now they just, like you said, it's just, hey, just take your pick. Open challenge season. Regal has no job because no. he's not making the matches anymore. <laughs> no, he, he he does as much as Johnny Saint does in NXT UK. Oh my like, goodness! Oh my! <laughs> don't get me started on Johnny Saint. Oh, the invisible authority, the invisible hand, <laughs> literally the invisible hand, <laughs> literally. Oh my god! It's true. I'm starting to think he's a created everything, <laughs> like the name and all of it. Yeah, he's not actually a real wrestler. Anyway, the main uh, event of any Briggs and Hayes, Kane, with Gibson, and then with Carter Hurt, Lee was left fighting alone. Briggs and win, but Carter made a save. Lee rolled up, threw the powerbomb into a pin for free, and then Briggs and Jensen shook hands with the champions, but then Imperium struck and laid out MSK. Thank you. Uh, don't get me wrong, <laughs> Wesley is great. Yeah, I agree. It was definitely something mission, missing. And Barrett, again, obviously, Wade Barrett is my favorite person in NXT 2.0. <laughs> but before the match even began, he made the point to why I could care less about any of that that happened in that match, even though I thought it was a, a pretty fun match to watch. But like he, lit- most of the new kids that was getting pushed into our face in this situation 
Like, what did they do? What did any of them do to deserve a shot? Other than just talk and show up and just say, you know, say that they want a shot, like we talked about before. Uh, so it's just, you know, the match had fun moments. It was an elimination style match. So, uh, you know, I, I was mad that GYV didn't make it towards the end. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm not surprised that they didn't make it to the end. So, you know, I don't know. MSK's victory was never in doubt either. So that's another, you know, pet peeve of mine when it comes to championship matches. So, uh, you know, it was what it was. But, yeah, I agree. The tag division now, as a whole is not only missing something, but yeah, MSK's entire reign has slowly but surely gotten worse and worse and worse, even if the matches are pretty consistent. Yeah, but I agree. Well, we moved on to SmackDown the 8th of October. Bianca Belair held a signing. Becky Lynch had her own table, and the Rams stood on the announced control. But the action on the table, then they hit the KOD on the man through Banks and the C. Lapland as well. But I thought Bianca looked and sounded great. And whoever wrote this segment knows exactly what. Yes, I agree. I believe her delivery. She's gotten better and better and better. Like you can just see, it's just it's almost effortless. Things that you can almost see that she was feeling out and trying to get in the beginning of her run, uh, and especially as her run on SmackDown. You know, you can tell that she wasn't necessarily the most comfortable with every element. But I think now with that title run, with with who she's in the ring, with who she's working with, when it comes to like the best, she's working with the best. So like the possibly the best ever if you just include, you know, work with Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and Sasha all around the same time. So you can just see uh, a comfort level. And this is another thing also, and that's, like I said, I, I, I get on WWE consistently about their depiction of a lot of the characters that we grow and watch from NXT. But we got to give props when they've done a great job of keeping, when they've done a great job of, at least this is what, the, when I look, I use these two people as examples of why can't you do this with the Keith Lee? Why can't you do this with certain other characters that you called up and just keep things the same and let them get comfortable with who they are as their own character? Bianca Belair is comfortable because she had already had this character figured out and they're just putting her in better positions now. I think the same thing goes for a priest whose character was already pretty much figured out. How much has priest changed since his NXT days? Really not much, but they putting him in, in better situations also to help him rise as a star. So, uh, a more booking like that of these NXT call-ups is please, please, I recommend it. I really do recommend it. <laughs> yeah, I think that. Uh, when we get on to the King of the Ring quarterfinal, Rey Mysterio versus Sami Zayn, we see Dominic get involved in the chaos, same through Rey into Dominic. Uh, this is quality told in the Vega Vega match. This is Storm's third SmackDown. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, up next, what a call-up! Yeah, head of the table, Roman Reigns praised Paul Heyman for SmackDown. Everyone, the truth out this Heyman did reigns at Brock. They had the table's mind that Heyman and Heyman did just like the foul in his challenge champion. Um, this was great. My only thing is, reigns, had- yeah, yeah, and it, it was a very, very uh, obvious thing. It's even worse when you have the, the King of the Ring matches to compare it to right on the exact same card. Like, it's just like, yeah, like, come on, man, like, you can't throw him a bone, you can't. You can't even try to make it look like you care a little bit more. 
it, it, yeah, it, it, that part is the only off-putting thing about the entire show, really. Well, we get another Chris Carmella. Mella won't thank the kick. Looks like Mella's better. Happy to do nothing apart from again. And the only question why she was not in the Korean yeah. tournament worthy. Next was Self. Interesting. Yeah. And then the Kingdom and quarterfinal star versus Finn Balor. Balor won. I mean, the thing is, though, they give him one hand to take away with the other, didn't they? This was good. But you had either Cesaro or Balor losing. And talk about dropping the ball with Cesaro yeah. since Mania. Yeah, it's like he's right back into the, the same role that he's been kind of stagnant in for a long time, which is the role of we know we can, again, like I always say, he can do anything, so we can do anything with you, which means we need a good match. Even though you may not win, we know you're going to execute what we need you to do. If we need you to go over here and look like a, a prevailing babyface, sure. But it just it changes on the dime with Cesaro, and I have no clue why – it's one of the most frustrating things ever. And I don't know if there's anybody on the roster that anybody that you could want a different, you know, or a fresh perspective on the presenting Cesaro than like than him. I don't like I'm not saying AEW because I'm not the person who always say run there, but anyway, Ring of Honor, New Japan strong, uh, New Japan in general, like plenty of pieces. You can't tell me they can have Ring of Honor, of course. Like, with his history there, you can't tell me they wouldn't put him right in the position of, you know, carrying. Because he's a he's like he's a flag bearer type of worker and talent. And I, have, I don't understand how he's just an afterthought on this roster. Well, because he's a white, bold wrestler. And, we've and here about, we go. You know, yeah. we talked about the trouble that it, they've yeah. had. That's fair. In the industry. Yeah. Back, um, back right, right, right on the money. Right on the money. I think so. Anyway, uh, Seth, Seth Rollins, the superstar all night uh, and he would probably talk to the radar superstar however the edge arriving and he speared Rollins repeatedly and went for the steel chair leg to the choke out his rival the old steel chair leg choke out uh, <laughs> Rollins ducked out for safety and grabbed the microphone and named the stip play Hell in a cell. I don't know about you, but Edge, Edge chest massive. I mean, I don't know if he had. Something. I think because he had a, I think he had a tight shirt on, it's and that might be. <laughs> just play, but yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely looked huge at, at that moment. I don't know if he, he just. I, I really feel like he just put a size too small shirt. <laughs> well, Rollins was gold again, uh, and yeah. Hell match. I mean, this has been a good. I suppose that match is. And so it did back in it. Well, I hope so, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I, it's, it's funny to me that Saudi Arabia gets that. Gets that get a, get a, get a match of that caliber. You know, uh, uh, I have to give Crown Jewelers props when I look at the card overall, and we'll talk about that more in depth later. But yeah, uh, it's it, for something that I always kind of looked at as a throwaway show, at least until maybe this year. Uh, they, they, yeah, this is a pretty strong match for Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah, I think so. it's just a shame WWE don't have a paper not called like Henless Hell, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that would really work. Oh, well. Right, so oh, well. Raw, October 11th, McIntyre started vows to attack, lead to a tag match. They didn't even really clearly explain it. I mean, I, I understood, and I guess we, and they never even full explicitly said, but you have to basically. Do your own uh, like research <laughs> and be like, out, oh yeah, yeah, Survivor Series is in November, so maybe this has something to do with that. <laughs> Honestly, we get that's it. We get King of the Ring action, Ricochet versus Woods. This is a great match. Yeah. 
Uh, like I said, really good. Uh, we United Show. Saw Ali shoved Mansell to the mat. Was great. Another tag team gone. Uh, Baszler <laughs> killed Dana in Queen's Crown action. Yep. Uh, How long that go. was? Well, exactly. Yeah, Graves has been having a go as well. Riddle versus Omos. Omos. Riddle grabbed the mic and said some random stuff talking about the strike. Um, the match started a shout uh, of Stoll after almost <laughs> the same as every single match. Yeah. Bobby has some choice words for Goldberg. Fury versus Jeff. Hardy took advantage of the distraction to fate for the squad. We're a handful of tights. For- there we go. I think Jeff is. All- I've been saying this for a while. I just don't think he's all in. And would you blame him? Yeah, I mean, if anybody could. Could be a slip slow. It's Jeff Hart. Mm. Uh, well, based on what he's been through, based on uh, how much he's been able to withstand for so long, and uh, honestly, I don't necessarily think it's always him. I just think he's—you can tell that he's a step slow because of not only how long that he seemed like he didn't age, but what he used to do. It's something as simple as the way he do the whisper in the wind. Now, it's it, like he does it one step at a time. If he does, if he does it. He's going up the up the turnbuckle one step at a time, and then he's doing the the corkscrew. And the whisper in the wind, we all know, it used to be run up the turnbuckle and you know then do the corkscrew. So like, it, it, and it happens, it happens. And I think the beautiful thing is about Jeff. We all love Jeff Hardy so much that I don't think it has an effect on how over he is. Did you hear those chants yeah. in the match? Like he is still he's more over than. And that's the one thing about Austin Theory. Like watching him in this situation, it was cool to see him there. But you can just also see the how much he's dwarfed in star power just by even by somebody like Jeff Hardy. If you see what I'm trying yeah. to say. Like he's just down, dwarfed yeah. in notability and star power. And I think that's the problem a lot of the newer guys have when you compare them to people like Edge or Jeff Hardy that come from that era that that, that wrestler was at his most popular. I mean that's true. Well we get the second King of the Ring quarterfinal of the night featuring Kofi Kingston taking on Jinder Mahal. Veer and Shanky were at ringside for support. Well, Woods came out with King's Fair. We want a Kofi versus Woods, so of course all one. Uh, Sasha <laughs> Bianca Blair versus Charlotte next. Blair partner for double death fight until the man was the last one. Another demon. I mean, yeah. what the fuck is I'm not surprised because they they have a hard time booking definitive finishes in general. So it just it, 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 of course when you have four people involved that they want to protect. They're all they always gonna choose to oh let's protect them all with another DQ finish. Not realizing that, you know, how can we take any match you ever build seriously with that? I did like how much the partners fought each other. Uh, I love that element of the match. It was different. You're not used to seeing just partners full fledged. Like there'll be love making people who don't like each other team up. And for some reason they always either work together until the very end or somehow they win together, of course, right? Well, I, I did like how it, from the very beginning, these ladies all just decided to fight each other. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, and then we get to place to drop, but the women's queen ain't is yeah. just, and I know a lot of people have had a couple and of it's, is not good. No, it's not. And and really, also, let's just be honest with you. Looking at the bracket, I, I was sitting back. I remember the initial uh, thoughts, and then when I saw the full bracket, I was like, are you guys expecting them to <laughs> make let Dana wrestle more than five minutes, and uh, you know, <laughs> like if you just looked at the bracket, it was almost predictable 
if you can see what I'm saying, that these matches, it's sad. Yes, no one wanted that and no one expected, especially when you have Liv Morgan, who they just dropping the ball on completely all the time for some reason. Uh, and Tony Storm, you got talent like that on the other side. And you just, in general, you hear all of this noise and about women's revolution and how important it was. And like I said, but it's just, it goes back to what I just said earlier about the women's division on the main roster having tears. And if they don't look at you as pure money right now, you're not on that tier with the Baileys, the Beckys, the Sashas, and the Charlottes. You know what I mean? And like I said, there's some people like Oscar and other girls who are interchangeable there. Alexa, who is sometimes up there, but sometimes they let the, you know they use her for you know as a lower tier or you know at a top level lower tier uh, type of situation. So, but that's the it's been like that for a while, and stuff like that allows it to continue that way. Like think about it, Rhea Ripley probably deserves to be on. It's just as important as a Bianca. But, you know, she's in a no offense to them as a team because I don't mind them as a team. But the tag division don't even have a women, another women's team in it right now. Yeah. So the division in a lot of different ways is just is just, is just in shambles. And other than like what we have going on for the SmackDown women's title, they don't have anything creative going on at all for the women. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do. Uh, out of but the main event, McIntyre pulled Biggie out of the ring. And he fought a ring, so Scott was busted. The ref counted Biggie out before him down with Jay. McIntyre hit Biggie with a claymore to end the short show. Standing tall. There were so many things wrong handled. And I've got to say this as well. The crowd, it was like being back in the last past times. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and you know, and I don't blame anyone. You know, it's just like, it's predictable. Who I, I literally seen a great post about this online on Twitter, people talking about how at this point it's almost a better situation to end up at a house show than to try. Then who, who wants to sit for three hours for, for the cluster of fucks that raw has turned into, you know, that is almost more lucrative and just like more of a better idea. You want to go have a good time with the people that you like are from the WWE roster. You might as well just go to a live event. So, you know, I think that 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 plays a factor when it comes to it. But yeah, they 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 it's they have good things. They have, like I said, with Becky Lynch being on Raw, they have they have potential to make decent shows and still make this watchable, make still make watchable content. But yeah, they 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 have very they have a long history of just bad raw habits, if you so know what I mean. And I think you mentioned it earlier when the particular segment ended a certain type of way, and you was like, well, that's just raw. That's a perfect way to point it out because it's just certain things that comes with watching WWE programming, especially Monday Night Raw, and that's one of these things. They, they haven't been consistent for a long time, when you really think about it. You get a great week here, decent week there, then the rest of them are just raw. It really, really is. But we got the last Senate row getting jumped by the adopty fag of luck tonight. And then Joe Gacy promised before the match that Snowflake is better in NXT. Harland watches Gacy. Uh, we see Gacy Musolt setting up a fairy tale ending, which Chamber hit with a second effort to win. Harland laid out the NXT champ, and Gacy had to calm the monster down anymore. And a backstage good attack, but Bron Baker got involved in running. This wasn't a match, but this woke big boss match might have in the long run. <laughs> It's a great, it's a great point. <laughs> I like that. I like the woke big boss man. That's a great, uh, great title for it. What he's doing. Uh, I do think in the ring though, uh, I can see why he's a newcomer that they focused on. They like, you know, I, I think this match shows you that he has a future 
with 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 you know, especially in the ring. I thought this was a good performance from both men. It was a good opener, you know. Uh, I do have to say though, uh, NXT is just full of weirdos. Yeah, it is. Speaking of which, Toxic Attraction make them. They got the mic and havoc. And Rose Gonzalez, they're going to have gold ways to follow Harry's game. Boom. Um, look, I know they're going to win gold. Like it. And then Zion Quinn makes his entrance, send us to a break. Yeah. When Quinn got in the ring and I saw these two things, is that something for his entrance? And I realised, no, it was a microphone's attraction. <laughs> it just left in the ring. <laughs> uh, back for the match. We get a vignette of somebody dragging a shit and Malik Blade from Quinn. The fans were, I hate the exactly like Diamond yeah, I agree. Uh, I they they did that. I think because uh, I think Toxic Attraction uh, interrupted the Gacy yeah. thing because Gacy. I, I remember Gacy was ogling Mandy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know when she walked through. So yeah, I don't know why they did that at the time. Uh, but yeah, as far as the match goes, Squiggity Squash, uh, Malik Blade make me miss Leon Ruff. You know, that I wrote that down. The only reason why I say that is because he's in a similar role as of late that to where I remember Leon debuted. Uh, uh, so, uh, shout out to Leon Ruff. I don't have no clue if they were just going to show all these new faces. Why would they get rid of someone like Leon? He had a future. I don't I don't get it, but I don't understand anything they do. So, not surprised. Well, uh, yeah, wait, wait, go ahead. I was about to say, Zion is Irish, so... So that, so so his name is his creative wrestler name is a is a is a rib. That's, that's just, it sounds like a rib. I've just made it up, so hopefully it works. You know? <laughs> I still hate the running form, you know. Uh, I but I cheered for Do- for Bo Dallas when he when his finish was a bulldog. So uh, maybe I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> Well, we see Swerve Scott is interviewed back to the soldier. He's fired up at the title. We then get Ivy Nile, but Frost got rid of the feathers at eyebrows. I don't, know, I don't know if you noticed this, but Nile, I don't know if he's struggling. Personally, you're not meant to be yeah. like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> like, you uh, fucking yeah. Like, I, don't know. I agree. I agree. It, it didn't have the, the, the torture rack, definitely didn't have the. The effortlessness that I, that you would expect, <laughs> not Lex Luger esque. So. Right, it felt like uh, her version of it actually looked like it hurt her worse. <laughs> yeah, did she look? Oh, come on, come on. Ah, give up. <laughs> oh, Malcolm Bivens hyped up Ivy Nile and the strong. It can win Juro, or I just, which technically it was. It's pretty much worse, yeah. Judy, um, Juro answered back with my mind for beating down Juro, but he was stopped by Null and laid out by Strong. I think many swagger looked okay. Um, as for Juro, that's called yeah. making to the time you Yes, as all, and I think he's been doing it so, so far since he's debuted. He's, every time he gets a chance, he, he's trying to leave an impression, and I, I think he does a good job of that. Uh, you know, I, I really like Ikemajura. I can't lie. You know, uh, uh, but we all know that this is meant to show what Julius Creed can do, and uh, I think he he impressed. I don't see how you can look at that and not think he's he's an impressive uh, wrestler in the ring. You know, so I thought this was cool. But I do want to point out that going into that segment, the way they did, just reminds me of so much main roster booking. It's almost headache inducing because you know they a promo leading directly into a match has been done to death. It's been done to death. But okay, 
Well, Gonzalez wants to spin the wheel, make a deal against Mandy, and then we see um, Carla... Oh, you want them to be blindfolded? Or you... <laughs> the fans, yes. Okay, there we go. Do not see Mandy. Um, uh, uh, Lash Legend, about having not having to know Riley and Von Wagner Holland. Cool Carl worked on then a big man went at it, but uh, went to a break. Carl worked on again. Wagner got the hot tag. And they were double underhook spinning. And finally, did Wagner, and they bumped fists. Um, it was all right, but Dunn deserves better. The two big guys and other roster. Wagner should have dropped Carl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's mean now that I think about it. <laughs> Dude, you know what Kyle has been through. <laughs> <laughs> All of that damage Holland did when he returned to NXT. You remember just like, oh, you know, it's just, it's just, just think about. It. I, I just, I was like, yeah, Holland is gonna be trouble, man. They're gonna, he just, he just take it out people, and just to finish it off by putting over Wagner, you know. And I don't oppose that move. It's just overall, Ridge yeah. Holland in NXT, all the way back to his failed attempt with Pat McAfee. Uh, it's just, it just didn't work, did it? You know what I mean? It just never really worked out. When but it comes the, to NXT and Ridge Hub. But the thing with Ridge, like, in an alternate happened, or Jody, like, Ridge would have beaten Chumper. That week he beat Thatcher and then faced Chumper. Chumper got the win and then became NXT champion, and Ridge is losing. And then right. On to yeah. Like, what, what happened? Anyway, move on. Chase University vignette, and he's swearing to Angelo. Um, oh, basic locks uh, Lashley's uh, producer into a trunk because that's what Italian American. Yeah. Right, um, right. And then and he yeah. watch Rocky. Um, it's we, not stereotypical no, at all. No, it's, they watch no. Rocky. All, um, yeah. So we see Grayson Waller getting inset. We talks about former Golden Gloves champion and a natural predator. Hugh <laughs> Hudson oh, versus God. Grayson Waller. Waller went from tripped up in the ropes and tights. Very short. A stack of ch- so a stunner. Doesn't <laughs> it don't? Oh my god, it, it doesn't. But that good roll roll up gets him every time. <laughs> gets him every time. It was hard to take seriously, man. It was it was under it was under. It's hard to take it seriously in the last under five minutes. So you know that's what she told me, by the way. Uh, hey. But these hey, <laughs> these guys have potential. Uh, well, I don't know why I wrote that, but maybe they do, or maybe they don't. I like Duke Hudson before this gambler gimmick. I think they just ru- they <laughs> they ruined him when they gave they him went, a character. They went. He's a really good cat. Was he a boss? Poker chips. <laughs> Poker. <laughs> he needs poker. And then he oh, can, my goodness. He, him and Grimes can form a team. Poker in the front, liquor in the back. Uh, <laughs> so Escobar, former in Lagarda, will stay backstage. It'll swerve Mano and Mano. Uh, Dex Loomis backstage with and Perotos will make her entrance send us to a break. Um, into the match, Amira Amira and Sarai. Yes, Sarai. Or Sarai. Sar- I don't have a name anymore. That's how little. <laughs> Sarai. Sarai. And why? Um, Fireman's Carrie Hartwell. Quickly. Uh, uh, why? Oh, my goodness. Like, just just beat us over the head with the, with the fashion. God. Uh, the, I think the best thing was his EO going, I don't like you. I don't like you. And then, you know, yeah. oh, you're going to say you don't like me. There yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't like oh, you. Yeah, you are. I don't I like, like anyone. <laughs> um, we see Cameron Grimes are rolling up and asking um, Duke Hudson, and he says it's not about wins and losses, it's about likes and swipes. And if Grimes, would... 
Uh, it was Grayson. Yeah. I blacked out. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> People stop listening by now. We get a recap for the package of Snowseeker. It's commentary. Uh, a younger brother. And a commentary hype starts. In the main event, is Earthworth Scott versus Santos for the NXT America Championship. You see Scott attacking for the bell. Days again, they fight and got more tense. They died. The Emperor took over. Frog Splash. Kamala Hayes and Joe Driver to win. Hayes attacks Swerve after the signed the first kick. Uh, what we've Sant, uh, but I yeah. thought this was epic. I agree. Uh, I, w- I, 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 my first reaction was that we finally get a North American title match, and uh, and finally a match on NXT with some heat. You know, like something that like they actually built up, and you're invested in the in both characters. You're like, man, it's sad that it's been a long time. In my opinion, because I feel like they've done a, a competitive match like this with. That with the heat, it's not all they all. It's not all of their fault, but it's been a lot of randomness going on since 2.0 has started. And I think this is really the first. Uh, this is what I've been waiting for when it comes to what I what we looked for in in the old NXT and what we really enjoyed. I was waiting for like a really compelling match from both, you know, two talented guys, and uh, you know. Uh, it was just great. I really, really liked this match. It was a great example. Uh, it reminded me of what NXT was. You know what I mean? Like when they when they were really going at it, Escobar and Swerve. Uh, and then after at the end, I, I, I didn't I didn't have a problem with uh, you know Carmelo Hayes doing it. You know, uh, I only the only way I don't have a problem. I said this way because I do believe Escobar probably should have should have just won, and it would have been simpler and just you know you go on. You still have a veteran in that spot, so. You can take your time and build up Hayes more or other people more or build up the division, behind, uh, you know, behind the Escobar. But I'm hopeful that this means that Escobar will be going challenging for the for the world championship down the line or something else. It has to be. That's the only a good explanation I have for why Escobar wasn't the right pick to go forward as champion. But that may be the only downside I have to say about that. It's sad that out of all of that NXT, this is literally the only thing that I would recommend anyone if you want to seek out. Like, if you just want to watch something from NXT 2.0, you can definitely check out Swerve and uh, Escobar. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's few and far between at this point with yeah. NXT and things I would recommend to watch. <laughs> I will say, like, like I said, what a match, what a moment. To credit NXT, that was shocking. What didn't help was that Hayes dropped the fucking contract like five yeah. minutes, and he kind of had that yeah. look of like, "Oh, I've just dropped the contract." It's like, yeah. pick the fucking thing up, Len. Like, I don't know. But again, green. Again, though, that's part. Yeah. That's not. I can't even blame the guys involved for any of this because they're put in situations they've never been put in. You know, they haven't. They haven't been. You know, brought into those situations the right way. Yeah, you when you're in NXT, you're gonna get thrown into the fire because you're on television right from the jump. Now, anyway, but. We have to point out that what we're getting with this new era of NXT, they have a lot more people who have really never done this than yeah. than in the last five years of NXT that you can think of. Like, really never done this on even a smaller scale. That That's actually an excellent point, uh, and I think that's what we as well. There's a lot of green uh, wrestlers coming through, but that's yeah. kind of what it's been. We have to treat it differently to the old. I just love that NXT so right. much, damn it, that, you know, we hold on. And it'd be interesting with Halloween Havoc as well, because we love the last Halloween Havoc. Well, I've, I've done it. Yeah. Halloween Havoc. I still remember I'm flying. Um, 
It'd be interesting to see what will happen. Uh, we will cover SmackDown on the Halloween special because, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, for weeks because, of course, we've got Halloween special time. That's for the entire NR. And what of NXT UK, I hear you say? Well, do not worry because on the next week's episode, we are going to have NXT UK and, of course, Monty will join me for that. But that is it for today. So what are your yep. thoughts on WWE these past three weeks then, Monty? Uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a exciting, but at the same time, you know, very, very, you know, I'm weary and I'm just trying to watch. I just have to be patient and see where things are going, you know, especially when it comes to NXT, you know, as, uh, as sometimes it's hard to watch. Sometimes I could care less about what's going on, but I'm trying to give them a chance to show me where they're heading and, you know, uh, and the same thing can be said with the new rosters. We haven't even had a chance to see what that's, what's that going to look like. They have a few interesting things going on, you know, with Brock Lesnar and Roman, of course, Big E and Drew McIntyre. It's a big-time match that honestly may not get the attention it may deserve. And I think maybe after Crown Jewel, we'll be talking about maybe that match underneath because I don't think a lot of people are paying it, paying it uh, the right amount of attention. And even though we have Brock Lesnar on the card, we have him held in the cell with Rollins and Edge, which is probably sure to steal the show. Uh, and the women's match, of course, the women's title match. Uh, they've also had their reasonable amount of downsides with, you know, like we mentioned with the women's tournament and just usual up and the, the, the usual up and downness of WWE yeah. <laughs> was yeah, definitely prevalent. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because you have things that you just are, right, you know what, this is pretty good. Or, you know what, I enjoyed this. And then, you know, you have those moments or those times in the show where you're like, oh, I could care less about this. Why are they doing this? You know, what is going on? And uh, that that is pretty much your normal unhealthy relationship with WWE as a fan, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is, that is bang on, really. And like I said, it's interesting because usually we do it as NXT update, but when you add Raw and SmackDown as a whole, when you you feel like you said like you said it is bad, but always like one step back. Some T Crown, yeah. Prediction UK on the next show as well. But that's it. Forget all social media, Twitter at the Dark JR. Uh, do you want to tell me? Uh, tell me. Tell everybody where you can find. <laughs> Don't just tell me. Right. I was going to say, I thought you knew, but <laughs> at MindMontyPod on Twitter, that is where you can find my link tree. You can connect with me in any on any other platform. Uh, so, yeah, just check us out. Oh, yeah, anywhere you listen to podcasts, look up the Mind of Monty podcast, and you can listen to, to me. We're pretty much bi-weekly or monthly at this point. It doesn't really matter. I'm releasing content when I can, so please check out the Mind of Monty, and I, I thank you again for another phone review. No, like I said, it's always a pleasure to have you on the Double O also on Facebook and Instagram, of course, at gmail.com, YouTube, the Double O podcast with all next clips. Podcast got up at the same time on YouTube as do SoundCloud on your phone. Also, Spotify, rate and review there. And that is it. And our next episode we've got is NXT UK. And I had the pleasure, Monty, like I said, thank you. For- no problem, man. I had fun. Thanks again. Well, like I said, thanks for the and um, bye. Adios.